what did we say we were going to start with? Welcome to the Cinderella podcast. Yeah. That's how we usually start. That is how we usually start. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Cinderella podcast, where we watch and review every Cinderella adaptation we can get our hands on, discussing the same story over and over until we slowly go insane. I'm Liv. And I'm Talon. And we're back. Hello. We missed you. We missed you guys so much. We are so happy to be back from our badly, badly needed break. But we are recharged. We are rejuvenated. We now have the fortitude to watch just the most awful things that somebody slept the word Cinderella on. And all of that is coming in season three, which is going to start in February, love? Is it yes. February? It's, it's February. It's February. It's going to start in February. We don't have the exact dates yet, but we will get those to you soon. So keep an eye on the horizon for various updates on all the social media places. But with that out of the way, can we just tell you about the cutest Cinderella movie we have ever seen, ever? The answer needs to be yes, because that's what we're going to do. Don't click the plus 30 seconds button. This is going to be the best episode. So, <laughs> Talon, tell us what we watched today. Today we watched Cinderella with Kelsey, which was uploaded onto YouTube in 2013. And we're going to go ahead and call the whole movie Cinderella, because it appears to be a family movie in which they just created Cinderella in a Princess Bride style. I'm reading the story to my child, but also here's the story kind of way. And it's mm -hmm. very cute because Cinderella is like, what, five? Maybe five. Maybe five. Yeah. So initially when we were going through Cinderella's, we made the executive decision that we weren't going to do home movies because it felt mean. It felt mean to make fun of somebody else's kids and somebody else's project that they put time and energy into. And the reason that we're doing this one is because it's impossible to make fun of and it's so cute. This is not somebody's play that was filmed or something like that. Like this was made for a video product. And I do feel like it did intend to have an audience in some way. And I don't feel like it's an invasion of privacy. So these guys, uh, everything is definitely filmed on a phone or at least a steady cam. But I'm going to go ahead and say this. Uh, the pacing, plotting, sets, film production, acting, and videography is significantly higher quality than some of the real movies that have been made by real actors and delivered in real theaters. So I think this counts. Not only does this count, I would hold this up as a model, as an example, as a city on a hill for future Cinderella's to like watch to understand the main points of a Cinderella that you need to hit and that even a five-year-old can do it. This is just a perfect example of how to work with what you have. So let's actually dive in. Okay, so the title card tells us that this is going to be Cinderella, a home-baked fairy tale, and I'm already so charmed that I can hardly stand it. We open on just a regular suburban house. It's winter, it's snowy, it's nighttime, there's lights are on, and we see a mom in a bedroom with a child and a baby and there's toys all around the mom is having kelsey the maybe five-year-old clean up her toys and help put them away before bedtime and at this point 
I thought that this might be like a very modern adaptation in that Cinderella was like lovingly ironic and that it's just about a five-year-old who has to like do basic five-year-old chores around the house. And if that does exist out there, um, I'm open to seeing that too. But this was an actual Cinderella because after they clean up the toys and the mom puts Kelsey into bed, who's crying, I don't want to go to bed. She tells her, well, I'll tell you a story as a sort of bribe. And Kelsey insists on the Cinderella story. So they get a book. It's a fairy tale book. Kelsey helpfully points out that it doesn't have Cinderella on it, which point the mom has to explain, no, it's a book of fairy tales and Cinderella is one of the stories inside, which is the first instance of my favorite phenomenon in which children know what they're supposed to be doing in a film, but are also still children and just ask random questions and don't quite remember that they're acting. Mm -hmm. And uh, at this point, I have to tell everyone that The Fall, starring Lee Pace, is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> and it's just a very young child chatting with a bedbound Lee Pace as he tells her story. And the child, like, only remembered that she was in a movie, like, 50% of the time. And Lee Pace had to stay in character and just kind of, like, get her to the point where she said the actual line that she needed to say for him to say his next line. Um, so there's a lot of that in this movie. It is my favorite thing in the world. So let's describe Kelsey and the mother who will be the stepmother in this performance real quick, just before we move on. So we can give everybody a visual of this just absolute cherubic goodness. The mom is just a regular looking lady. She's got brown hair. It's straight. She's got bangs. She's just an average looking lady from like 2013. Kelsey is just this adorable little blonde haired cherub. She's got the little four-year-old, five-year-old can't quite talk all the way yet. Um, syntax. Syntax. Thank you. She's got the, I can walk most of the time, little unsteady. I maybe use a lot of my hands to help me push myself up from the ground when I'm sitting. Maybe I bump into things when I walk from time to time. Just that careening, semi-drunk thing that children do when they can't walk yet. She also occasionally gets kind of tired or kind of confused about what's happening and gives a look at the camera, which I call like peak drunk college girl. Mm -hmm. In which you're happy to be there, but you're not super sure what's going on anymore. Yep. In her defense, she also does a great job of ignoring the camera during most of the scenes. Oh, yeah. Like, weirdly good at just being very natural and in the moment. I think this might be, like, a theater child. This is either a theater child or a theater mom who just films her child all the time and the kid just is so unfazed by it. So we are now going to leave the framing device. We Wait, zoom... wait, there's a baby. Oh. There's a baby. Okay, um, but the baby's a baby. It looks like a baby. The baby is baby-shaped. And in the story, her name is Jocelyn. So that might be the baby's actual name. It might not be. I, I would assume that if you're trying to get a baby to participate in something, you should probably use the baby's actual name uh, because yeah. they're not quite old enough to understand, like, artifice and uh, character. And stuff baby, like that. This baby is barely old enough to hold its head up. It's maybe, it's not even a year old. This is a baby. 
okay, the baby is definitely old enough to hold her head up. She's also able to sit up. I would put her at between six months and one years old, but 100% a baby, like little bald baby head, adorable, adorable, definitely has no idea what's happening. Nope. So we cut to the mom reading the story from behind the mom. So we actually do some really interesting scene cuts and the audio changes very audibly when we do that because it's filmed on a cell phone. And that's fine. I expect that. So we cut to over the mom's shoulder and we zoom in on the baby's head, which is blocking the words. And we <laughs> fade to white. And we open on a different house. And it's some sort of fancy old-timey bed-and-breakfast farmhouse lodge place. There's farm sounds. There's kind of like western background music. It's and everything's line. like a little bit more sapia and it is also still winter and it's very charming and to me it had a lot of the vibe of the beginning of the Czech Cinderella that I really like mm -hmm. yeah in that it was like very pastoral yeah so we get strummy twangling music and we hear a rooster crowing we hear dogs barking and cows mooing we see chickens and we see Kelsey who I will be calling Kelsey instead of Cinderella and she's in the cutest little prairie dress costume that I've ever seen. It's it's a dark brown skirt. She's barefoot. Um, she's inside, so we're not worried about her little toesies getting cold. <laughs> she's got a white apron and sort of a white blouse with sort of longer sleeves that trail a little bit. And she has a little white kerchief tied around her head. It's so cute. She has a little smudge on her cheek. Okay, I noticed the smudge. And right away in my notes, I'm like, I can't believe that less than five minutes into a whole movie version of Cinderella, we've already got like an establishing scene shot. Mm -hmm. And they understand that Cinderella should be a little smudgy. She should be a little dirty. Otherwise, I don't like I don't believe that she's actually doing all these chores. Yeah. So once again, this little five year old is more believable as a Cinderella slaving away. Which, by the way, what Kelsey is doing at this moment is very <laughs> happily feeding chickens from, like, her apron. And she's getting eggs, like, one egg at a time with both hands. And putting and them then... in a little basket. Oh, it's my so... God. And then she goes to feed the horse, which she does by grabbing as much hay as she can fit in her tiny little fist. And then kind of throwing it towards the horse. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know, like... 10 strands of hay. Literally, 10 strands of hay. I've gotten more hay caught in my actual hair by simply entering a barn. But it's precious. It sets the scene. She's clearly up early. We hear a rooster crowing, which means it's dawn. She's gathering eggs. She's smudgy. She's doing barnyard chores. This is established. We hear Cinderella being yelled from off screen. We see Kelsey running. <laughs> she's giggling as she runs because she's having a very good time filming this she is and we continue to hear cinderella being yelled which i'm convinced was added later because it's oh, 100 percent. and so then we cut to the stepmother who is in bed yelling cinderella very grumpily kelsey runs in to the bedroom where the stepmother is in bed and the stepmother goes where's my breakfast child and kelsey looks at her mother and goes i don't know <laughs> <laughs> because once again Kelsey is sort of in and out on if she remembers that she's filming Cinderella 
or if she's just Kelsey. It's okay. So that was the moment when the movie a hundred percent stole my heart. Like I was sold as soon as Kelsey shows up and picks up a little egg and puts it in a little basket. I was, you know, I was in, but I am a hundred percent sold with the, I don't know. Well, okay. I was sold like 30 seconds before that because actually the first thing the stepmother says is it's about time child come here. And Kelsey goes, okay. (laughs) It's very charming. So by the way, Cinderella stepmother as played by Kelsey's mom from the beginning of the framing device, which like we're just going to exist in the universe in which the framing device is the reality. I don't know anything about any of the actual people involved in this and the way that they're related. But uh, Kelsey's mom is having such a good time with this. And every time she's doing her stepmother voice, she is really into it. Like she changes her tone completely. Mm-hmm. And I was a little nervous that that would be like scary or jarring for a child to hear somebody that usually speaks to you lovingly to be like very cold and reserved, but they both seem on the verge of giggling about it the entire time. So I think Kelsey's very aware of the fact that mommy's pretending and that made me feel a lot better about all the times where the stepmother is being very mean. Yeah, the stepmother is an appropriate amount of very mean. And it's very obvious that Kelsey is aware that this is play acting because she responds as though this is play acting. So I don't think there's any reason to assume that this woman isn't Kelsey's mother. It's a home movie. You make home movies with your kids. Well, there's another child later on that I'm pretty sure is not her actual. Okay, there's a wide network of people involved in this production further on. Wide network. There are several people in this. It just... We called it the whole movie Cinderella, but it does seem to have been planned much more than that and does involve a lot of other people participating. It involves nearly 10 other people participating. I believe this is either cousins or possibly a church friend group or something. That's what I would suspect. I'm sorry. I've had to like organize group projects and family events with all of my cousins, and it is very impressive that there is nearly 10 people coordinating in this production. I stand corrected. Uh, So the stepmother tells Kelsey that she has to make her breakfast and bring it up right away. But before she does that, she gives her a list of chores. She has to clean the chicken coop. She has to wash the floors, wash the windows. And she has to pick up the baby or take care of the baby or something. (laughs) No, she specifically says, and go pick up the baby while you're at it. Okay. We then get um, the best montage. The best montage. Kelsey picks up a little wooden folding stool. It's like a step stool, not like a sitting stool. It's it's nearly as big as she is. So it's pretty small because she's tiny. And she very carefully picks it up. And we don't see her set it up because it's obvious that she can't actually figure out how to set it up. Someone has set it up for her. We watch her little bare feet climb up it and she pulls herself up to the baby's crib using the, what are the baby corral things called? The Um, fence that you use to keep babies in? The bars? The bars. The railing? The railing. Uh, That's better. The stool, by the way, has made her head be slightly above the height of the railings. Like, it has not added a whole lot to the situation. Nope. But you know what she does with this baby? She boops it on its nose. She gives Uh, it a boop. 
Love the baby's a girl. <laughs> Most people don't like it when you refer to their babies as it. Well, the baby had not been gendered at that time, and I was not making assumptions. The baby gets a boop. The mm-hmm, baby's mm-hmm. nose is booped. Yes, that's correct. It's so cute. At no point do we see a five-year-old attempt to lift a baby out of a crib, which I was relieved by. Uh, <laughs> instead, Kelsey just stands there and kind of plays with the baby in the crib while both she and the baby giggle. Yep, super cute. Yeah, it's adorable. And then we cut to a breakfast that's already fully made on a turned-off stove, and she picks up the pan and walks it over to the table, and it might not even be, like, real. So, hang on, so here's what happens. She, We see her at a wood stove, which is a white enamel wood stove, which looks like a real stove because Kelsey's a tiny little pie person. So it looks like she's at an actual oven, and she picks up a cast iron pan that's on it. It's obviously empty. And she just no, picks there's up... like an egg on it. No, it's empty. She picks it up and holds it over her head and walks off screen. And no, then... Liv, I will go back to it. I swear to God, there's, there's an egg, an egg later. There's an egg later on a plate. What we see next is her pick up toast from a toaster and put the toast on a plate that has an egg on it and another piece of toast on it. I don't think the toast was toasted, by the way. I think it was toasted. The point is, they use short shots to creatively make it appear as though this child has made a fancy breakfast on a wood stove and is bringing it to the stepmother we do see her magic we do see her hold it for a second and like bring it into the mother what we're trying to say here is that strategically placed cuts in films are a thing that exists and can be used very effectively as evidenced by this 20-minute-long YouTube video starring a five-year-old. And if any of the Cinderella productions are currently watching, please take note. We then get the rest of the chore montage. We see Kelsey at the, the glass of the door, and she blows on it and moves a rag over it for a second. And then we cut to her sitting splay-legged on the floor, like children do, and just moving a rag around the floor. And then we cut to her in the little barn, and she's holding a big broom, and she's just moving it over the floor. Yep. And it's so cute. Then we cut back inside, and the stepmother's up now, and she's wearing sort of a black colonial dress. And Kelsey walks by, and the stepmother goes, working hard or hardly working, she says, playing on her phone. She's playing a tap-tap game on her phone. She sure is. My notes for the scene are as follows. Working hard or hardly working? Unintelligible baby noises. Is mom on a cell phone? LOL, OL. (laughs) So her two daughters walk in, one of whom is the baby and the other of whom is a small child. She's very excited to see them and she gets up to give them presents and praise them. One of them gets a small little Russian doll. Yeah, it's very fancy and kind of, like, antique looking. Mm-hmm. This this new child that we have never seen before, by the way, is about Kelsey's age and is also a cute, small, blonde child, but is not Kelsey. No. This is the older evil stepsister who is not quite as on board with the acting bit. No, I suspect and does that this is... zero evil things the entire time. Nope, none whatsoever. Uh, The baby is given a glowy, light-up bouncy ball. It's got those little plasticky, spiky thingies 
to be fair, babies and children love them, but also my dog has the same one. Yep. And then they start some music lessons oh uh, in which the stepmother is appearing to play actual music, uh, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, but also the baby is sitting next to her and just slamming wherever her little hands reach. Um, Which, to be fair, is an amazing version of these stepsisters do music poorly. This is a great iteration of that. I did really, really like it. It was very cute. At this point, Cinderella gets sent out to get the mail. She sure does. Um, so her little outfit, as Liv described, is still happening, but she's also wrapped multiple times in either the biggest scarf in the world or, like, a shawl, (laughs) and she's just all wrapped up like a little baby babushka, and they just film her going out to get the mail, which involves her going, like, a lot of different, like, there's a lot of, like, walking that she has to do to get there. But because she's five, this is, like, right at the limit of the tasks that she's able to complete solo. So she looks so excited about doing it. Um, She can barely reach the mail, but she pulls this big fancy letter out of there that has, like, a seal. It's Mm -hmm. bigger than her head. And then she has to go back. And because she's so small and she's all bundled up, her steps are teeny tiny. Mm -hmm. So she looks like a tiny little ballerina doll trying to run with the tiniest little steps and it's snowy and you can hear the little crunch crunch of the snow which is obviously not soundscape and is just the snow crunching as this tiny child goes pit pat pit pat pit pat pit pat over the snow waving this large piece of paper very excitedly which if it had been windier would have probably prevented her from being able to move forward such is the comparison of their sizes indeed so she runs in and she goes, I got the mail, because she delivers every single line with just the joyous, excited pride that only a five-year-old who has successfully done a thing can conjure up. It's my favorite thing in the world. It's so cute. <laughs> oh, God. So over the dissonant sounds of the piano smashing, we find out that there's going to be a ball in honor of the prince. And also it's tonight. Which is another thing that they've been paying attention to when it comes to Cinderella. The ball is always tonight. The stepmother tells Cinderella to go turn on the iron. And Kelsey says, but I'm going to. Oh my god. Which is a little disjointed and a lot adorable. Mm -hmm. And the stepmother very coldly goes, oh, wouldn't that be sweet? Little cinder soot at the ball. And Kelsey once again goes, well, I'm going with you. And the stuff in there is like, you're not going. (laughs) Wouldn't that be funny? Oh, my God. They're having, like, a little bit of a hard time getting across that Cinderella is not supposed to come. Nope. Because Kelsey's so excited. Kelsey is so excited about going. And she knows that she is indeed going to dress up and go to this ball. And there's just a little bit of a disconnect. And it's, it's so funny. So the stepmother is yelling instructions for her to do stuff. And at one point she goes, Cinderella, get ready. And you hear from off screen, baby voice, in a minute. Uh, The stepmother (laughs) also... 
the stepmother also then turns to her baby and toddler and goes, the prince might choose one of you as his bride. And they make toddler and baby sounds at her. And she goes, in my favorite line of the whole film, I can't see how he could resist you. You're both so gorgeous. The stepmother has put on a different sort of peach-colored colonial dress and is making a big show of putting on makeup in front of a, an old wooden vanity that looks very period-esque. We haven't talked about the set much because it's not a set, it's just a and b but it's an old house and it has some old woodwork and some old furniture and they do a great job of filming that and we, the audience, just ignore that there is an electric light in the corner. Well, I, I don't think we need to ignore it because, like, cars show up later and she is on her cell phone so i like that they're not belaboring nope they're the just setting they're, they're it's just like you get it it's shorthand it's they're, good it works it's great i was particularly delighted by the stepmother's costumes because i think this lady might be into like historical reenactment mm -hmm. because the costumes to my eye looked both very like well made and also not particularly like beautiful or over the top they seemed very correct but very simple they didn't look like dress up clothes is what i'm saying like yeah. it didn't look like party costumes they looked like historical reenactment costumes this woman is definitely into reenactments of some kind she's wearing a dress that has uh, sleeves that tie on rather than that you just slip into and she's it's in different pieces and it's not the stereotypical I went to Amazon and I googled prairie dress and this is what I got and I got the fanciest one no these are actually like reenactment dress she's doing a good job the kids are in Halloween USA fancy dresses but the mom is wearing actual costumes and it's it really does a lot to ground the piece in the historical time of not now <laughs> so we see cinderella helping them get ready and by helping them get ready i mean running back and forth running by toddling quickly back and forth across the camera on the like landing of a staircase with various pieces of fabric in her hands and then also a tiara yes it's great so everyone's ready the elder sister has the tiara on her head they're all in pretty dresses Kelsey is still in her little brown skirt and white apron and kerchief. And Kelsey looks up at her stepmother and goes, can I come too, mommy? And the stepmother goes, no, stay home. And like walks out and closes the door. And then she waves jauntily. And then we see Kelsey sitting next to the door. And she's clearly been told to look sad because she's sitting cross-legged with her head on her knees, just in a ball. She then dramatically wanders around the property crying at different scenic locations until what is clearly her grandmother in the like long skirt and sparkly blazer combo that grandmas tend to wear to like Christmas and weddings. Yep. Uh, there's, not there's no like other a costume. Wedding. This is just the grandma in her formal dress. And she looks wonderful. And she comes up and goes, I'm your fairy grandmother. Why are you crying? Kelsey goes, I want to go to the ball. And the fairy grandmother says, oh, we shall need a pumpkin. And Kelsey <laughs> knows this part and is excited about knowing this part. So she yells, a pumpkin. There's one right there. Just uh, 
as so excited we just go to the pumpkin <laughs> just as excited as a human can be just huge grin splitting her face just absolutely delighted there's one over there she also definitely doesn't say pumpkin correctly it's very much like pumpkin yep nope hasn't mastered the word pumpkin yet it's fine so we see a pumpkin and it's one of those sort of old flat heirloom pumpkins that has little things on it and the grandmother goes over to it and she goes glitter and rainbows and unicorns too dippity doppity do i want to be clear she says dippity with a d she says it multiple times yes there is no copyright infringement here which is probably for the best because the disney corporation is very scary and very mean yes so we just immediately cut to it's night now we've had several hours of during this time shift and we see a fancy car it's like a clean honda and it's not a fancy car Liv. it's a very regular car from 2013 <laughs> which is now 10 years old because we're recording this in 2022 so it's just like a very normal car like it's i think maybe even a little older than the car i drive and it's an interesting vibe it's so cute okay so there's a lot of shots that are angled in such a way that they're much lower than regular film shots because Kelsey's five and so the camera's usually pointed at her and we have seen the camera be physically moved and angled during this to sometimes show like adults in mm -hmm. the scene as well uh, but that's not what happens here we are right at like Kelsey's head height and so there's a man in a suit holding open the door and we don't see his head which because of how the camera is makes it look a little bit like Lurch from the Adams family is letting Kelsey into the car and it's suddenly dark when it wasn't before and he looks just very very tall and we can't see his head and it's it's interesting it's an interesting choice I I believe it's because the same person that plays the prince is also playing the guy that lets her into the car and they didn't want it to be confusing but my god do i wish they had just put a fake mustache and a hat on him it was pretty great at this point kelsey remembers that she does not have a fancy dress yet and she says what about my clothes and the fairy grandmother goes oh you're right and reaches down and like touches Kelsey's shin and she goes, let me see your size and the shade of your eyes, which is from the original, from the Disney Cinderella, and says dippity doppity do, or like dippity dippity do, a whole bunch. And then suddenly Kelsey is wearing this cute little blue floofy dress. It's kind of heavier. It's not fluffy. It's more like brocade fabric. Well, it is kind of cold out. So it cold, it, yeah. it's like more of a winter party dress. Mm -hmm. And now her hair is down and she's got a pretty little braid kind of getting her hair out of her face in the front. So she gets in the car and she says, thank you, fairy godmother. And the grandmother goes, don't kiss any frogs. And Kelsey goes, I won't. And then the grandmother goes, remember, nothing good happens after midnight. And that's not addressed in any way. Nope. And the car drives away. Sure does. We hear bells chiming. We get a panning shot of just the upper parts of the old area of a city. So brick buildings, but the top parts. Well, we see like the castle 
kind of in the dark. My first thought was that it was probably like the old high school, but in retrospect, I I believe it's probably like a church. Mm-hmm. But it does look fancy. I'm I'm very impressed that they found like something that has a facade that could plausibly read as a castle. Yeah, it has several floors. It has a tower in the front of it, and kind of has some turret things happening. It has some stained glass, and on the inside, we see that it has a large atrium that spans several floors, which is how we get some really excellent crowd shots from interesting angles. And by crowd, I mean all 10 people that are in this production. Yeah, but I'm actually not being sarcastic. The angle shots that they chose to do of this party were really fascinating and made the whole thing feel much more believable. So I loved it. So a man in a suit opens the door for her and we cut to slow motion and we're cutting back and forth between color and black and white as we do slow motion. And it's it's just pretty cute. My note here is little Cinderella climbs out and goes out the stairs. And then in parentheses, I've written, it's pretty tough. She's she doing up very carefully. Yeah, she's doing a really good job. But these are like the exterior stairs leading up into the church. And there's like a railing and she's taking it one step at a time because she's so small. Yep. So we get the swelling music now and we watch Kelsey toddle run her way through hallways. And we hear the sounds of people in the background like there's a crowd. And we see the ball, which is one of the platforms of this building it's like a little balcony area which they've decided is the ballroom and there's a handful of younger girls in party dresses there's a couple of teens there's a mom a different mom and they're just someone is pretending to hand out drinks and they are it was the grandmother and she's carrying a fancy metal tray full of juice boxes oh it's the best but they're actually pretending to engage with each other fairly well. They are agreeing and disagreeing and clearly talking and saying yes to the juice boxes or no to the juice boxes. It's very believable. And we see the prince. The prince is an adult and he is bowing to all of the various women and smiling and being charming. He's wearing some sort of military-esque outfit. I cannot tell if he's wearing an actual military thing or if he has found like a prince costume that's pseudo-military he's also bald and he's also like definitely kelsey's dad yeah he's definitely kelsey's dad he's bald but in the end i'm shaving my head now kind of way yeah so there's twinkly music and we see an above shot of this uh not a spiral staircase but it goes up in like a square so there's lots of landings And we see Kelsey very carefully walking up a lot of stairs, actually. There's a big swelling of twinkly music, and the prince sees her and just has this very big, very genuine smile on his face. And he goes and he bows to her, and she does a little curtsy. And he takes her by both hands, and they just sort of sway back and forth. So they're not doing, like, a middle school dance slow dance? They are doing something much funnier in Mm -hmm. that they're just moving back and forth out of sync with the music in a very like swingy arm way. And then at one point, he just picks her up by her arms and spins her around, which is the best way to dance when you are a five-year-old. It's just dancing with a five-year-old. So we see one of the stepsisters at this point say, 
who is she, mommy? To the stepmother who goes, I don't know. We see her pouting in the corner a lot. And it's it's pretty cute. She's giving a lot of side eye, being very grumpy. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kelsey and the prince continue to dance. And the song ends. It ends with a dip. So he like gets down onto his knees so that he can lean her backwards over his knees. And just sort of smiles at her. And it's so cute. It's, they're like it's, both giggling as they do this. It's adorable. Like, they're genuinely having a lot of fun. I was a little worried about the concept behind this is the prince and he's an adult man and this is Cinderella and she's a child. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. But it was so cute and it was so genuine and obvious that it was like a fun thing that they're doing together mm-hmm. that none of the weirdness that I got from the baby Cinderella that we watched before in which they were all children dancing together mm-hmm. and I was like I don't like how this is making the children like miniature adults it didn't feel like a miniature adult thing it nope. felt like genuinely this kids. is a five-year-old having a really good time mm-hmm. So we hear the bells chime again. Kelsey goes, what time is it? And no, she just goes, what time is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because and she can't read a clock because she's five. Dope. She also probably can't count to 12 because she's five. No, I don't think so. <laughs> and the prince goes, midnight. And she goes, sorry, have to go. And she walks very carefully down this long staircase with a lot of landings and she takes off one of her shoes we see her just sort of from the waist down just pit pat pit pat pit pat going down these stairs she takes off one of her shoes puts it down on the step and continues to very carefully she's laughing while she's doing this by the way and (laughs) and it's cut so that we see the prince hurry down the stairs we see her toddle very slowly down the stairs carefully take off her shoe and continue to toddle down we see the prince arrive at the landing we see her going out to the car again very slowly and then the prince picks up the shoe and is like where'd she go and he's now like on one knee on the landing and he's like holding the shoe and he's having this dramatic moment and one of the other guys from the ball who's like wearing a suit comes up to him supportively puts one hand on the prince's shoulder for the drama of it Mm -hmm. and the this other man goes where did she go and the prince goes she ran away and they're they're very heartfelt yeah and um so she gets in the car we see the car driving home sort of a faster montage this time we get a white fade and then we fade back in and she's back in her old costume sitting by the side of the road in the evening in the snow on top of the pumpkin on top of the pumpkin and she's looking at her little shoe and she gets up and she runs back toward the house and we watch her as an adult slowly walks next to this child who's running as fast as she can going through the snow it's i cannot express to you how much this is the cutest thing i've ever seen in my entire life which is saying something because Liv doesn't, like, enjoy children the way that I enjoy children. Liv didn't even enjoy spending time with children when she was a child. Nope. I'm very picky about children. Not a big fan in general. This is just so incredibly heartwarming. Mm. So we fade to black, 
And then the next shot is a bedroom with clothes everywhere. And this is the stepmother sleeping in bed. A man in the in a suit, presumably the one who like, no, just some dude in the suit. No, it's the same Forget dude. it. It's the same uh, dude. Is it? I it don't is, think yeah. it is because I thought it was the other guy. The nope. like. There's uh, only three dudes. There's the blonde dude, the dark haired dude, and the dad. Those are the only three men. Great. Great, great, great. As usual, my face blindness has contributed <laughs> to amazing film comprehension. Uh, a man in a suit that I have apparently seen before knocks on the door with a letter. The stepmother wakes up and like shoves her head under a pillow, which is also like a cute Disney Cinderella cartoon callback, I think. Mm-hmm. And she's like groaning and she's like, Cinderella, could you get that? Ugh. And finally, she ends up getting up herself, and she's wearing a very old-timey nightgown that she puts up an overdress on top of. Mm-hmm. And when she opens the door, she's told that there's an urgent message from His Imperial Highness the King, and she snatches it out of his, or his hands, and she closes the door in his face, and he's very visibly confused by it, mm-hmm. and kind of looks around and is like, oh, I've just gotten a door slammed in my face, which I thought was like a really fun character beat. Yeah. So the stepmother goes to wake up Cinderella, who is sleeping on the kitchen floor. She's in tiny, and she's curled up in front of, like, the stove. So cute. Uh, because the Grand Duke is coming. Yes. The stepmother, by the way, did a lot of very impressive facial expressions while reading this big letter. She went on a journey with her yeah, face. A lot of very clear expressions of grumpy interested shocked amazed excited and flings the letter up into the air screaming girls wake up the grand duke is coming it's phenomenal but when she wakes cinderella up cinderella immediately hides her little shoe behind her back so the stepmother doesn't she see was it still holding it while sleeping it's mm. the stepmother tells her to clean the basement all day and to not come out until it's time to make dinner and she goes you understand right because apparently kelsey was supposed to do something at this point and Kelsey just goes, yes. And then we get a shot of her going towards the basement. With yeah. sad music. But I was very impressed by the fact that it does appear to be a basement. And she did go several steps down into it before the scene ended. Mm-hmm. And like at that age, I don't think you could have convinced me to go down into a basement. Nope. At this point, the other two children are getting ready. But the baby just starts wandering off. And half of the screen is blocked just by the baby's head. Because she's just doing something. Mm-hmm. And then the scene cuts and resets again. <laughs> it's wonderful. So the stepmother is saying, she's getting the girls ready for this visit. And she says, remember, this is our chance. If the shoe fits. And they hear the knock at the door. And she goes, just breathe. Okay. And she pastes this very weird smile on her face. Which is obviously an intentional choice. Like, ah, overly friendly, fake smile. It's great. She opens the door. And it is a dark-haired fellow. And the light-haired fellow that knocked on the door earlier and was also supporting the prince when the girl ran away. And the baby immediately starts to cry as soon as they open the door. And the Uh, Grand Duke, who is this uh, dark-haired guy, we zoom in on his face and he just sort of arches an eyebrow like, ugh. It's amazing. So the Grand Duke has a cravat on, Mm -hmm. which is great. And the other guy is carrying a pillow with the shoe on top of it, which is exactly the way that you should be trying on shoes in a Cinderella. 
Oh, you know what we haven't described? We have not described the shoe. Oh, yes. Uh, it's a child shoe. It's just a regular shoe that's a slipper style, but it's not got a heel or anything. And they refer to it as a glass slipper later. But it's just like a sparkly silver flat, like a, a ballet a flat. Shoe. It's a silver ballet flat, yep, with like sequins on it. And it's got a little Velcro strap over the top so that Incredible. it doesn't fall off. Yeah, like it's literally just one of Kelsey's <laughs> shoes. I just, I want to make which sure Which is an painting. amazing prop choice. I just want to make sure that we're painting a good image for all of our dear listeners. So the stepmother presents her two beautiful daughters, Jocelyn and Grace. The Grand Duke is very bored and makes a big show of like, ugh. It's not Jocelyn and Grace. It's Jocelyn and Gracie. Gracie. I'm so sorry. It's Jocelyn and Gracie. Gracie is the older one. And yes, they, they go which to try is on really the shoe. funny. Yep. They go to try on the shoe. The stepmother picks Gracie up. She's also about five and puts her in this big armchair. And the attendant makes a big show of trying to fit the shoe on her foot. And we're just watching him from behind just aggressively fail to put on a shoe, which is how you do that when it's obviously a shoe that would fit that person. You just don't show it and someone does space work. It's fine. And he says, you know, well, it's obviously not fitting. Then the stepmother grabs the baby and does like a toddler baby swap and puts this again, six month to 12 month old baby in this big armchair. Puts- she goes, all right, Jocelyn, don't fail us to the baby who has no idea what's happening within and without the context of the film. So we get a quick shot of Kelsey in the other room behind the door and we're hearing this from the other side. So we get a quick, you know, she's listening moment. And then we cut back to the actual trying on of the shoes and the attendant is saying, oh, it's much too big as he wiggles the shoe around on this baby's foot. And the Grand Duke goes, imagine that, which was hysterical. This man is having the worst time. He's projecting that to us with his face and also by just like sighing a lot. And he's not even the one who has to try to put shoes on a child, which everybody knows is the hardest thing to do in the world. Like, he just has to watch the other guy put shoes on a child, and he's already having an awful time. But then we get an amazing comedy bit from the stepmother, where she goes, well, are you sure? Could you try it again? Are, are you sure you're putting it on the right foot? And of course, by the right foot, I mean the left foot. Obviously, you're putting it on the right foot, but not the right foot. That would be the left foot. It's genuinely funny it's like weirdly quick and clever and i was like delighted by it cravat man was not delighted by it he goes is there anybody else and at this point the stepmother is like well what about my foot and starts lifting up the hem of her dress and like hopping (laughs) around in one foot and then he's like good day madam and then they pan to cinderella and she just Kelsey just looks a little confused and there's like a slight like a hold up where I think Kelsey was maybe supposed to hit a cue that she didn't and he's almost all of the way out and then she looks like she remembers something Mm -hmm. and she runs out from where she's hiding and she's very obviously holding the shoe but she's kind of trying to tuck it in her apron and goes wait let me try and the stepmother jumps in front of her with her arms out like a soccer goalie and -hmm. is like paying no attention to the servant in our home but of course they see her and kelsey is sat on the chair with the shoe clearly visible in her lap and then she tucks the apron back over it again and it fits 
but it's perfect. Wait, and wait. Stepmother says, but wait, Talon, hang on. How do we? How does the attendant let us know that it fits? He says it fits. It's perfect. Okay, so what he goes is, my gosh, it fits. <laughs> <laughs> so great. And the stepmother points out the main issue with this whole system that Slipper could fit any number of girls. At which point, <laughs> Kelsey goes, I'm the one. I have the glass slipper. And she reveals the slipper that's been on her lap, obviously, this whole time. And, like, flings herself back in the chair, cackling as only a toddler can who has just told the punchline of a joke that they've been working really hard on. Well, it's her big moment because she gets to go, it's me, I'm the one. So she goes, it's me, I'm the one with the level of excitement of a child who knows that this is, like, the pivotal moment in Cinderella and not as Cinderella would in her own story. Yep. So they help her out of the chair and they close the door in the stepmother's face and they lead Kelsey down these sort of long, broad stairs, which we've seen before at the farmhouse. And she jumps down each one of them very excitedly. Yeah, she's just having a really good time. She's running a few feet in front of the assistant guy and the Archduke guy and is just having a blast mm -hmm. because she's like, I'm going to the palace. I'm Cinderella. It's the best. It's so great. So we're back at the church now, palace, wherever this place is. And she's still in her servant's clothes. And the prince sees her and he smiles. And he picks her up under her armpits and like swings her around. And in the middle of the swing, there is a transition. And she just transitions into the pretty blue dress again. It was and so well done. It was so well done. We have seen transitions go much more poorly than this one. This one went very smoothly. It wasn't even a special effect. It was just a really good cut at exactly the right moment. And they picked up and reset with the completion of the motion. You can do so much when you get the little bits right. Mm -hmm. And the effect was perfect. It just, it felt magical. It felt wonderful. I was so excited. Kelsey's having a blast when you're out with dad. Who's she, having a blast swinging around with Kelsey? She puts her little arms around his neck in like a dad hug, and we get like a slow mo moment, and then we fade to black. And we are back in the framing device now with Kelsey in bed with her mom and her tiny baby sibling. And mom goes, Cinderella and the prince were married, and they lived happily ever after. The end. And Kelsey shrieks with joy and like hits the book. She pushes the book away from her i don't even understand what that is except that it is clearly the action of so much joy in kelsey's tiny body mm -hmm. that she's just like pushing with excitement yes so kelsey then goes now read the frog because in the beginning the mom had said look this is the frog prince and snow white and the ugly duckling to which the mom responds good night sweetie <laughs> and Kelsey goes, good night, mommy. The mom oh, you forgot one thing. So during the cleanup bit in the framing device, Kelsey's dressed like regular, but she's got this shawl thing wrapped around her head, babushka style. But I think it might be the arm of like one of her dad's sweaters or something and that's dragging around behind her. And in bed, she still has this on. And after they finish reading, she's like, now we can get this off. <laughs> and she just takes it off of herself. 
which like begs the question of like did she decide to put that on like what's going on there but then they do the whole good night sweetie good night mommy thing and the mom picks up the baby on her hip pulls the blankets up over kelsey and like pats her and tucks her in and we get a cut to outside the room now and dad is like leaning on the door frame watching this adorable scene and it's the prince obviously this is the first yes, time we've seen him in the framing device though which was so cute and it he's just adorable. like a dad wearing a dad sweater just like watching his darling wife put his adorable baby to sleep with the really cute little fairy tale and mom like comes out and closes the door and turns out the light and they sort of smile at each other and he wraps his arm around her waist and they walk off set with the baby and it's so cute and then we're done that's the end the, the end. end yeah this was so cute this was so cute i am i am dying with how cute this was okay so that was the end that was the end of the most adorable home movie cinderella ever highs and lows oh man okay for me the highs are anytime kelsey is excited about having delivered a line and then like because of it completely breaks character so when it's like a sad moment and she's supposed to like want to go to the ball and she's told no but she's just excited that she hit her mark and delivered a cinderella line so she just looks delighted i am also delighted every single time it happens um, my low, I think the ballroom scene was my low because I wanted to see like more children dancing with each other. We only got one tiny little shot of the stepsister Gracie dancing with another child. I just wanted kids dancing at a ball because I like the idea of this being just an all ages ball where everyone's just hanging out and having a good time. Mm hmm. So by low, I mean a thing I really liked, but only got like five seconds of, and I wanted more of it. Five minutes of. Okay, that's fair. How about you? What are your highs and lows? So my high is definitely the, where's my breakfast? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's the best. Mom, I'm five. Why are you asking me? I'm not allowed to touch the stove. I don't, you've told me over and over not to touch the stove. I don't know what you're talking about, Mom. Um, <laughs> my low, I think, is, God, I'm so hard-pressed to pick a low because this movie is so perfect. I think they could have borrowed a fancier car. Yeah, I think the carriage situation was underwhelming. It was. I, I think they could have found a better car to borrow. Or just I think... gone to a fancy car parking lot and just, like, filmed it and then something else. I don't know. The car part was a little bit jarring for me. The rest of it, obviously, was perfection. I would have loved to see a little pony with a little wagon show up. Oh, my up. God. And then the guy in the suit just holds the horse's lead and, like, walks at a very sedate pace with Kelsey in the little wagon. Um, that would have been, like, my dream version. Obviously, I don't know how you would acquire such a thing. Like, who do you ask about getting a pony so that your five-year-old can star in a Cinderella home movie? But they I... had chickens, and they showed horses, so I wanted a pony. I have a friend who has a miniature horse and a miniature little horse carriage. So, like, I could literally just Facebook somebody and be like, hey, uh, do you mind if I borrow your pony for a second? This so. is the least surprising information 
I have ever heard about you. So I'm not going to lie. I'm glad they didn't do that because I think I would have literally died from the cuteness. So I'm happy that they <laughs> forewent that option. So what would you change about this movie? Oh, yeah. It's the horse and the carriage. I, mm -hmm. I have stolen your answer and made up Darn. my answer. Darn. Okay. We, I thought we were going to change the order we did these so that you could stop stealing all of the good answers. All right. I have no recollection of that. No, of course you don't. Okay, what would I change about this movie? Um, it would have been very challenging, but I would have loved to see a scene of the children interacting as stepsisters. One scene of, like, the other girl taking Cinderella's ball or knocking over a bucket or something. Do you know how I think they could have made that work? Is how? if instead of using the other five-year-old Gracie Ford, if they had used Jocelyn the baby, and then ascribed malicious intent to just regular baby things. <laughs> so, like, having, like, Jocelyn accidentally knock something over, and then having the stepmother be like, oh, no, Jocelyn, you've knocked it over. Cinderella, you're gonna have to clean that up. And then the shot of her and Jocelyn, like, throwing their heads back and laughing, but the mom would have to, like, hold the baby's head and they, they would just have to laugh together that would have been amazing um yes i definitely want that that's what i would change so should our listeners watch this okay if you want to see something that's just like very cute and you like kids then yes but it, it is a little bit like watching somebody else's home movies and if you have a little tolerance for that sort of thing you might not enjoy it. I think you're going to have to make the call on this one. I think we've described it very accurately. I think they should watch it. It's 23 minutes. It's hecking cute. And this is from somebody who doesn't like kids. But it's really cute. And it's really well done. And honestly, if you sat through the Camilla Cabello Cinderella, you owe it to yourself to watch 23 minutes of just solid goodness. You do. If you ever want to feel, like, really angry about how bad some of the other Cinderella's have been, mm -hmm. this is also a good, a good way to do that. Yeah. If you've, if you've somehow gaslit yourself into believing that maybe it is really hard to tell a Cinderella story, in fact, maybe those beats are really challenging to hit. Maybe you really do need to have a bunch of budget and really talented actors to make it believable. If you really want to just break that what watch this and be like oh no uh, a five-year-old did this this is super easy to do i cannot tell you how charming all of the characters are in this and how much information they impart to us in just tiny little like facial expressions and character moments that are just completely missing from all of these big budget cinderellas oh yeah I genuinely liked everyone so much in this, and I have so much deep personal affection for something that I watched for 20 minutes, and I was, like, all in. They do a great job of making you emotionally bond with the characters. It's impressive. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, so final grade. Oh, it's it's an A, like, 10 out of 10. It's It's perfect, and I would be a monster to, like make any kind of nitpicky stuff like I usually do over a home video starring a five-year-old uh so both out of emotional honesty and like moral self-defense 10 out of 10 a plus 
How about you? I'm giving this an A. I'm not giving it an A+. I feel like the juice boxes were a little lazy, but... I love the juice box. <laughs> they were really cute. Um, yeah, this isn't actually going in our season two um, metrics, if anybody's concerned about where this is going to fall on my massive Excel spreadsheet. This is just a standalone. This is just a present from us to you. So I'm giving this an A, and uh, it's just going to be a standalone, a shining beacon of how little you have to try to make a good Cinderella. Yeah. Well, it's almost midnight, so thanks for joining us. If you liked this episode, please leave us a rating or a review. We'd love to hear from you, so follow us at Cinderpod on Twitter and Instagram, like our Facebook page, or email us at thecinderellapodcast at gmail.com. Our intro music is Bad Ideas by Kevin McLeod, and you can find him at incompetech.com. So Liv, what are we starting season three with? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. So we will be starting season three with Disney's own Sneakerella. Oh, I'm so glad I asked. We've had a patron come forward and tell us that it is not as bad as we are afraid of. So with that coming to start season three in February, I think we just need to brace for it. Gird your loins. Loins girded. Well, until then... We hope you have a happily ever after, and we'll see you in February.